everyone. Welcome to the Jujiteras podcast. My name is Stacy. I am a Jujitera, and this is my podcast. In today's episode, you are going to hear the amazing conversation that I had with my friend and training partner, Kulsum Hussein. Kulsum is a mom. She trains jujitsu with her kids, and she's been training for about two years at the time of the interview. And in this interview, you're going to hear us talking about a wide range of topics, but mostly centered on Kulsum, her identity as a mom, her identity as a woman, a jujitera, and also just what it's like to be a beginner, what it's like to then gain some experience, and then also be responsible for the beginners that come after you. So we do talk a lot about that. You'll hear a lot of jujitsu philosophy and our mindset and how we all came together because of jujitsu. And I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. So without further ado, here is my interview with Kulsum. All right, I'm back. We have my friend and training partner, Kulsum. Hi, everyone. Hi, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Can you introduce yourself, please, for the listeners? Okay, so my name is Kulsum. Um, I started Gracie Baja about two years ago. I did take a break in between, but I've been going since then. Um, I also have three kids who are also going to Gracie Baja. They started first and then eventually I joined mm-hmm. because I was very curious and I just kind of wanted to see from a self-defense pr- um, perspective um, how it work for women. Mm-hmm. Um, initially when I joined, I didn't know anyone there, like women. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't see anyone um, training there, mm-hmm. but I figured I would try. So initially I was actually um, interested in doing kickboxing. And Gracie Barra at that time was offering k- kickboxing, so I was only taking those classes in Naperwell. Mm-hmm. And then I met a friend there who was also a female. Mm-hmm. It was Allie, and we were taking kickboxing classes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Mm-hmm. And then eventually um, I started coming to the women's classes on Thursday. And I also met Stacy in one of the morning classes, and she was like the sweetest person, not being biased, <laughs> just because she's standing, sitting in front of me. But it was honestly, she walked in, she had a smile, I was so nervous, the moves were like a bit intimidating, because you know, you're not really used to... Yeah, it is really awkward. Right, touching it, and, and being so close. Yeah, you're you like know? right up in someone's business. Yeah, exactly, yeah. especially if you've never taken karate or any of those classes Mm -hmm. that require you to be so close to someone um it was very intimidating but she walked in she had a smile she was very nice and even the way she was um describing the moves it was very nice it was like it was it just kind of made my day easier for me to come to class so every time I would try to come I think it was a 9 a.m classes yeah 9 a.m I think morning classes that I would come yeah, because like you're a busy mom with kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? So at that time, the morning classes were working, so I would come in hoping Stacy would be there. And we had all the difference, honestly, um, especially when you're coming in to any new activities or sports, mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. for um, self-defense purpose, it's nice to have someone who's very inviting. And you were very inviting. And ever since then, I've decided to join, and then I started taking more classes other than yeah. the Thursday classes, and then... I got more comfortable, and then, of course, I met other people as well. So since then, it's been, I guess you could say, about two years. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we all have periods where maybe we don't train as much or, you know, life stuff happens. We have to pause for a while. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, is like jujitsu is always here for you. Right. You know, and that's something that I also, you know, because I, there were times when I was struggling with things that I didn't train for like maybe a couple of months or whatever. Yeah. And then you know, like, I guess mentally I got to the point where I was just like, oh, maybe you should just stop. And then I was like, what am I saying? Right. No, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, yeah. Just, cut, just come back, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing I like about it, because like you were saying, there's times where things get in the way, personal things going on, either stressful or, you know, you need to take a break. But then there's times where those things do happen. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, when I have something going on in my life personally, um, I'm more inclined to come to classes just because it kind of takes a mind off, right? Yeah. For that one moment. Mm-hmm. And even after the class, the endorphins rush, right? You feel yeah. all like, no matter how crappy your day is or week is, whatever, um, after class, I always, I, get, I just feel relieved and less stressed. And then I'm able to like kind of contemplate and just kind yeah. of get on with my day the next day just because I was able to train, even if it was, if I got submitted like 10 times that night, <laughs> that <laughs> evening class or morning class and stuff, it still was like, oh, so worth it to come and leave, you know? Yeah. And so I would really encourage like anyone I talk to, <laughs> to come to jujitsu <laughs> so, or whatever um, other activities that yeah. would help you in that regards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, cause I last time, um, well, okay, so just to clarify, at the time of recording this, this is May 2023, but right. season two is not coming out until the fall. Okay. So so in real life, I had just finished the episode, the second episode with Dave Green. Okay. Right? In podcast life, it's going to be several more episodes in between here. Really? Okay, okay. <laughs> so, like, so referencing what I had just talked about with Dave Green just last week, we were saying how, like... Um, you know, act- activities like we were talking about, cr- like fitness cross training, like right. not jujitsu cross training, which is a different thing. This right. is fitness cross training, how that can not only benefit your jujitsu, but also like I was yeah. talking about how, you know, I I'm a runner too. Like I like to go for runs just to sometimes clear my head. Yeah, and I like to you know, sometimes my mind is too busy that I can't concentrate in jujitsu, but then sometimes. Right it's better to be able to concentrate in jujitsu because it gives me something different to focus on. Right. Just yeah. like exactly like you were saying. Right, exactly. Yeah. In that regards. Um, I also started running recently and stuff just because jujitsu was one of those, like I always come to jujitsu for training, but it's nice to have that break mm-hmm. and do running. But I feel like it goes hand in hand. Like I'm, it does. Especially when you're training, I started doing those 30 minutes training after classes and stuff. Yeah. And endurance buildup. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. And so running and doing even cross training and weightlifting um, goes a long way um, mm-hmm. for me. So I do incorporate all of those, but I feel like it all ties in together and helps. My running is helped by jujitsu. Jujitsu is helped by my running. Um, weightlifting obviously also helps with running and 100%. I do jujitsu classes. You know? Definitely. And I love that you mentioned those three things because those are the three things that I also yeah. do. Right. <laughs> I do running, weightlifting, and jujitsu. I remember going to when Professor Dada was coming and stuff and how I went with you yeah. guys. And then a few times that I went and Stacy, you're like, I've been watching your videos and how you keep going in ways. Honestly, like, you're a model <laughs> in that <laughs> regard, you know? Um, I don't know how oh, you do it. Every God. day you go to class and then you go and you go weightlift and stuff. Well, and just 
full disclosure, in the last, like, five to six weeks, that hasn't really been the case, but I was really trying hard to do that throughout the... Right. After she left, you know, because yeah. in the beginning, like, because I looked up to her so much. Yeah. And I was like, here's a woman with my body type right. who's excelling at jujitsu, who's excelling at weightlifting. She's, yeah. oh my God, she's so strong. Right. She's so strong. She is. She is very She's strong. so strong. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be strong like her. Right. You know, I want to be, I basically want to be like her. So I looked up to her a lot. Right. And then after she left, I was like, well, I have to keep the momentum going, number one, because I liked it. But also, number two, I was like, I want to make her proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously. I didn't want to let her down. Right. I know. I mean, I watch Professor Dada's um, even Instagram videos and stuff and all the competitions. And it's not necessarily that she's always getting gold, but it's just the idea, like, she'll compete, and then you'll see her compete again. Yeah. And stuff. And she rarely posts, like, if she won or if she what medal she got. And sometimes I have no idea what mm-hmm. she's saying. But I assume the fact that she keeps competing, competing, competing mm-hmm. is the fact that she's getting stronger and stuff. And yeah. I think there was one video where she was working with her mom as well. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of how, like... Even in the Gracie Bar, like, all the ladies and stuff are very, like, kind in that regard. So, like, they're yeah. always lifting each other up. Um, Coach Nene, Coach Marissa, and stuff. Every time I even do all the evening classes, the women classes and stuff, mm-hmm. um, they're always encouraging all the girls, trying to teach them techniques. They'll go out of the way to fix it. You're always, every time in class, you're so patient. I remember, like, I'll be so slow, like, how do I do this? And you're like, go do this. And you're very patient. And you know you can just, like, take me down, but... It's nice to like have what that. would be the point of that though? Right. Like that's uh, that's I so oh my god. Okay, so I'm planning a whole season 3 about reflections on jujitsu right. and that's one of the things is like kind of the philosophy or like my mindset of like yeah, maybe I could do that, but like what would be the point of that though? Right. You know, at right. least for me there's I don't see a point in that. Like right. what's the point of deliberately trying to like beat somebody that you obviously know you can beat like it it doesn't make sense to me right but anyway sorry no you're no you're absolutely right like I agree because honestly the few classes that I've been that I've taken in the evening there were some girls that came and they were younger they were like one was 12 one was 14 I'm not gonna say names Mm -hmm. but you can just tell like okay they're younger they're new they're white belts and stuff and I remember being in that position and being totally intimidated coming up to someone who's purple belt or Mm -hmm. even three stripes up and you have no stripes and you Mm -hmm. have no idea what you're doing and if someone came like if you if I had met you and Mm -hmm. you just came up to me and you submitted me and you choked me like three times what's the I mean what kind of experience does that leave for you exactly I'm gonna walk out and like a month from now I'm probably not going to come back. Exactly. And, like, that's not what we want. Exactly. Like, that's not what I want. That's not what we as a community want. Right. We want to grow our community of women. We want to show everybody that jujitsu is for everyone. Right. Jiu-jitsu is ideal, in right. my opinion, right. for women's self-defense. Right. Like, jujitsu is for every... Jiu-jitsu is for everybody and everybody. Right. You know, children, that's, you know, I talked to Coach Vince, jiu-jitsu for children. I talked to Denise, jiu-jitsu for, like, older, Mm -hmm. like, quote-unquote, older Mm -hmm. adults. Like, you know. Right. Talking to even Coach Dave, like, jiu-jitsu for all types of people can be, you know. So, and that's another thing about the philosophy, too, is, like, I, it doesn't make sense to me to, like, show off in that way or to, like, 
show up somebody or to like, you know, whatever, like assert my dominance or whatever. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Right. Because if my, if my job as like a, a, I guess, senior or higher belt is my job, I see it as, is to help grow the community and to nurture my training partners. You are my training partner. Yeah. I want you to stick around. Right. Exactly. You know, I want you to grow and become more skilled so that we can grow together. Like, right. Okay. I've just never have understood what people try to like. That's another thing too. Is like that's another episode I'm planning later. Is like, is is like kill like the I'm I'm calling it kill the smash and pass. Like I yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, like, exactly. why do people do this? Anyway. Yeah. No, I agree honestly and stuff. Um, killing the ego, if anything, and stuff. Um, for people who come with that mindset, and especially for ladies, I feel like I mean. For me, when I came in, I wasn't coming to compete. Mm-hmm. I was just very honestly curious because once my kids were taking it, it's just you're looking at it and it looks really cool. And then also from just a self-defense, like, just p- to be honest, for, especially for women, right? Mm-hmm. And if you get to the point where, like, someone is trying to attack you or come mm-hmm. at you or harassing you or whatever exactly. it is, it, it at least gives you confidence to yes. at least try to not fight for it but defend yourself not be so helpless yeah like you know what i mean it's not like i'm gonna go on the street and someone comes to attack me and i'm just gonna keep attacking them but if i can at least have a fighting chance to get away mm-hmm. and stuff and everything in a real life situation mm-hmm. or my daughter's in a situation like that she can at least say hey i tried i mm-hmm. fought back i got away yeah. right at the end of the day that's oh all you God, can yeah. like especially for women and stuff, yeah you know what i mean yeah so i mean for me that's where i'm coming from i know a lot of and a few of the female friends and stuff that are coming, they're com- coming in from a com- competition standpoint. They come, they want to learn, and they want to mm-hmm. compete. Like, everyone comes from a different yeah. standpoint. Yeah, we do. I'm yeah. coming as a mother with three kids and stuff, also having a girl myself, and I know, like, how it could be. And mm-hmm. so, for me, it's that. But um, I know not another mother, she also has three kids that are in there. She was also curious but she also wants to be able to relate to her kids, and she has younger kids. So yeah. it's like her mindset is different, my mindset is different, yeah. and I have other friends who are mindsets are different. But it's nice to know that Jujutsu provides that for yeah. all of them, you know? Yeah, and that's that's kind of like the great equalizer. Like, right. you know, we all come in from different walks of life and different circumstances. Right. And like, you know, like, like lot, I, I feel like I was just thinking about this earlier today, actually, this morning, that... I really think that I'm probably one of the only ladies of, like, my age bracket Uh or, like, our age group who doesn't have children. Okay. (laughs) You know? Like, most of the ladies, like, the adult ladies, obviously, we have, like, young ladies who are, like, in their early 20s. Like, they don't have kids. Yeah. But, I mean, mean, if they did, whatever, it's fine. But, like, (laughs) you know, but, like, I'm in my 30s now, you know, and a lot of the ladies who are in their 30s or around that area, they all have kids, but I don't. But we can all still relate to each other. Right. Exactly. You know? Honestly, I would consider you're my close friend. I have another friend who's also in her 30s. I'm not going to say her name. She also doesn't have kids. Um, and she's also not married. But she travels, she goes, and she still comes and competes. And I'm friends with her. Like, to the point, like, I hang out with you outside of Jiu-Jitsu. I hang out with her outside of Jiu-Jitsu. So, honestly, it doesn't matter background life. But it's nice to know. It's nice to sit down with you and know your life and your backstory and yeah. why you came in. It's nice to know to sit with her and know her life story. Knowing, yeah. yeah, we're in the same age range and everything, mm-hmm. but still, it's nice that we can at least connect in this, but then also kind of go beyond that, you know, just yeah. to get to know each other and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, 
um, you know, I guess it's just nice to have, you know, have you on the, on the podcast because not only are you my friend and my training partner, but also like you're a mom and I'm right. pretty sure there's a lot of women out there maybe who are hesitant about right. trying jujitsu because they're like, well, I'm a really busy mom. Like I've yeah. got, you know, this number of kids, right. like I've got this and that and the other. And it's like, well, you know, yeah, yeah. that's that's a lot yeah but at the same time you know it's hearing from a mom's perspective yeah. like you started because your kids had started first right. yeah you know and didn't you say your friend her kids were doing it and she yeah. wanted to relate to her kids yeah yeah um i don't know if i can say her name. she's gonna kill me but um, you don't have to say her name okay, like, okay. no 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 but, don't say names okay like, we we'll want to protect people's privacy okay, yeah yeah okay you know? but i was just talking to her the other day and stuff and i was telling her i was like we're always discussing about like um, she takes her kids to different competitions and everything, and she'll talk about how they did this. It's nice for her also to be able to know what they're doing and what they mm. need to work on. Yeah. Even though she's only white stripe and whatever it is and stuff, but it's nice to know that she can also go with her kids. She can help them work on the moves, mm-hmm. and she can get them the training they need and stuff, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. she's still in it. I mean, regardless of what stripe she is, she's still in it. Yeah. And it's to the point where, like, I see it, and this was me too. Initially, I was like, I don't care. I'll be white belt for the next eight years. <laughs> but then as you get into it, you kind of do start aiming for, like, you know what? It would be nice to have another stripe. It would be nice for me to get three stripes so I can start going to these classes, right? Exactly. And she's getting to that point, yeah. too. She's like, I want to go to the GB2 classes. I want to go to the GB3 classes. You kind of start building up your confidence to the point yes. where, like, you do want to go to the higher classes yeah. and be able to learn those moves. Even if you don't perfect them on the first day, it's nice to know that you're kind of gaining that confidence. Where initially you were like, I don't care. Yeah, right? exactly. And I find that that's kind of just what happens like people come in for various different reasons all sorts of different reasons and then but then as they stick around and as they stay some sometimes like the reasons for staying start to shift yes you know so can you because this is this is your episode this is you talking about whatever you want to talk about for jujitsu can you kind of talk about because you already you already mentioned how you started you started because of self-defense and like your daughter and your kids right but so now that you've been in for about two years now, right? has your perspective shifted a little bit? Are you sticking around for different reasons or the same types of reasons or a mixture of both? A mixture of both. Like, I'm still here for the self-defense reason. I'm still here for my kids. But then at the same time, I'm here because I do like the classes. And I, and, and it, I think it helps just because initially you come from knowing nothing. And I still know nothing. But I kind of know, like, at least I'm able to incorporate the moves like mm-hmm. i'm not totally clueless right exactly, exactly. like yeah. i know what a pocket grip is i don't know <laughs> what a color i know not to sit sit there and just lay dead yeah. when someone's like you know um so it's nice when you start to know the mm-hmm. moves and what to do like mm-hmm. you're not totally clueless um you do kind of start like okay and especially now i've been taking the higher classes it's nice to see their perspective from that standpoint too so i guess mm-hmm. the more comfortable you get into it the more classes you take the more I feel like, you know, you get encouraged to keep continuing for different reasons, yeah. right? So whatever my reasoning was, it has definitely evolved, I guess, in yeah. that regards. Um, and then I think, and also my other friend, who I'm not going to say, I see it from her too. So seeing her do it, I'm like, I remember I went through that and now she's going through it. So it, it honestly, eventually just happens. I had yeah. another friend who started with me. She's not at Gracie Baja anymore, 
but she's still training at a different gym. Yeah. And she's gotten a whole different st- level, too. And she also has a kid and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, honestly, like you were saying, a lot of moms will say, you know, I'm too busy, I have kids and stuff. And sometimes I feel like I'm being selfish because, yeah, I have three kids and why am I training? Uh-huh. But then at the same time, in the scheme of things, all my kids are getting to the point where, like, they are, like, my oldest one will be at preteen, teen, per se. Mm-hmm. And they're eventually going to have their own life, right? Yeah. And so for me, it's kind of like one of those things I have something to kind of relate to them. Yeah. Because as they get older, they're kind of becoming distant. They're getting into their own friends, their mm-hmm. own life. They're going through things. And I feel like it's one of those things where maybe I'm able to relate to them through this, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to keep up with Jiu-Jitsu, right? In yeah. that regard. So, I mean, I guess it's also a building, connecting moment, yeah. right? As mm-hmm. they get older. And then eventually wherever their life goes i mean right yeah like there's other females coming in then you're making friends through them you mm-hmm. know all of that so yeah and it's jujitsu for life right exactly yeah i mean it never it never leaves you i know i i, I can't imagine leaving right yeah. i can't imagine not doing it like every time i think about it, like yeah, but, but then what would I do? Exactly. <laughs> like, what is it? You feel like this whole, like, gap, and you're like, if you think, like, if I don't do Jesus, well, what else am I supposed to do? I mean, there's so many things you can be doing, but just the idea of not training, it just, yeah. right? It's, yeah, it's, now that we're in it, it's yeah. like, well, if, what if I quit? It's like, well, then what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> like, what am I supposed know. to do? Like, I don't know where to go, where to pick up from here. Yeah, no, yeah. I totally agree in that regards. Well, and I love that you talk about it from a mother's perspective, too. And I love that you said that, you know, because your kids are getting older. Yeah. And like you said, like, you're, they're going to have kind of their own lives going on. They're going to start having their own friend groups and things like that. They're going to be relying on their parents less and less for the right. stuff that they used to rely on them for. Right. And so... Now, I guess take this with a grain of salt, I guess, because I don't have children. Like, right. I'm not a parent to human children, you but are. I am a child, child. <laughs> of human parents. And so I think it's, and I'm also a daughter-in-law yeah. of human parents. So I think it's important from my perspective as the child, I think it's important to see your parents kind of have their own lives, like right. have their own interests and hobbies and right. be able to do stuff outside of the home right that's not necessarily like revolving their own life around yours right you know and I mean I don't want to say that as like don't be involved in your kids lives that's not what I'm saying but what I am saying is like I mean as much as as much as you can don't necessarily make your entire life about your children's lives right does that make sense no it does honestly yeah. it does because eventually as they start becoming teenagers, and I've spoken to other parents and other people who have kids who are older in high school, in college now, and they say eventually what happens is that, and we all went through this, like, yeah. we were close to our parents, we wanted everything from them, then we mm-hmm. became teenagers, and we wanted kind of a distance, and yeah. then as you get older, you start trying to figure out what you want to do, what mm-hmm. kind of life you want to have, and you kind of have this distance where you're not relying on them, mm-hmm. and then the parents... Especially, like, coming from a Indo-Pak culture, um, parents tend to hover more mm-hmm. on their kids, eat, especially when they're getting older more, so because they feel that distance coming on. And then it, it comes to the point where, like, those kids eventually 
in their late 20s and stuff or early 20s get married have their own families and the parents are still trying to cling on Mm -hmm. because they never kind of made their own life Mm -hmm. they never made their own friends they never Mm -hmm. made their own circle so they're in like the parents are in their 50s and they don't know what to do with themselves Mm -hmm. their whole life was their kids Mm -hmm. and like you said i'm like i'm not trying to say don't be in love with your kids yeah i'm not trying to say that either exactly but at the same time start creating your own life Mm -hmm. so that that healthy distant that does happen naturally, mm-hmm. right? Where your kids start to make their own life and find their own friends and their own spouse, whatever it is, um, you're not left, you know, alone. Yeah, you're like, not left you know, bereft. Exactly. Like you're not just kind of left, you know, looking left and right and being like, well, what do I do what now? What do I do now, right? Yeah. You kind of started, like, I mean, say, for instance, you start jujitsu, mm-hmm. you start going to it and stuff. And I, know, I remember when I first started, there were some other ladies. They're not there anymore, but they were much older, but... They were telling me their mm-hmm. kids are much older. They mm-hmm. come visit them with their grandkids, and they were coming here for to train. And honestly, those ladies weren't coming here to compete per se. Yeah. But they were coming here because also, th- I mean, it was kind of like a social life, right? Yeah, and exactly. It was a form of exercise. It was a, um, a form of social life for them. And so I honestly encourage for ladies. Um, and I'm sorry if this sounds selfish, <laughs> but honestly, it's like it comes to the point where your, your kids will want distance and you'll have to create your own life. And life has to go on, right? Yeah. At some point and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're always going to be their mother. Like, right. you're always going to be a parent. Like, and you're that's always going to be there. Yeah. But, and like what I tell my mom too, because, and like my parents, both of them, like, because sometimes, I think sometimes they feel lonely or they feel like, you know, I don't know, like, they, they, maybe they feel a disconnect, and it also probably doesn't help that I live so far away. Right, yeah. But I tell them, like, you're still my mom. I right. still need you. I just need you differently than right. I used to. Right, You know, right. I'm a 36-year-old woman. I don't need yeah. my mom in the exact same way that I did when right. I was 12. Right, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Right. But, I mean, I still need you. Right. You're my mom. Yeah. I'm always going to need you. Like, right. I, that's never going to go away. Like, you're always needed and right. wanted. right. You know, but it's just different now. Different now, exactly. It's just different. Exactly. And I know for a fact, for my boys, right now, um, I feel, he's in the adult classes now and stuff mm-hmm. and everything. And so I take classes with him, and it's come to the point, like, initially when we first started taking the GB1 classes together, he wouldn't even look at me. Mm-hmm. And that, inside, it was a little hurtful because this is the kind of kid, not to put him out, I don't think he'll listen to this podcast. He probably won't. He probably right. won't. Uh, or by the time he will. Uh, just don't like, name names. Yeah, exactly. Just don't name names. <laughs> like, but, protect people's privacy. Right, it's exactly. fine. Um, and so he wouldn't even look at me. He wouldn't say hi. But at home, he's like, you know, he's like, Mom. He's, he's like the most closest to me. So it's kind of like, at that point, I realized he's shifting. Mm-hmm. He's getting to the point he's more self-conscious because he has his friends around. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be mama's boy or whatever mm-hmm. it is and stuff. And then you start to realize that that's going to start happening. Yeah. It is going to. Like, as much as you want to avoid it. So I think in that perspective, it's still nice. Like, on the way home, we'll ride home. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about moves. Aww. And we'll practice at home. And mm-hmm. I know the other mom who I'm friends with, she talks about how she rolls with her kids. She has a mat. Yeah. And that's uh, something he relates, and I do the same thing with my yeah. boys, right? Yeah. It's nice to do that. Even for my daughter, who I don't think is 100% into it, but mm-hmm. she does it because I do it. And yeah. all she wants to do is like, Mama, let's go roll. Well, because right? is she your youngest? Yes. Yeah, so I think right now, based on what I know of the age range of your kids, right? she's still looking up to you as right. like 
the role model and right. the ideal, right. you know, and she yeah. wants to hang out with mom. Yeah, exactly. And you so, know? so it's nice to have that. And even though they're going to start changing, they're going to start growing, even privately and stuff, it's nice mm-hmm. to know that we can still relate on these things and stuff because yeah. that shift is coming. And as heartbreaking as it is, oh. <laughs> um, it's still like, at least at home, you know, yeah. I'll be acknowledged and yeah. we'll have something to talk about. It won't be like, I'm going to my room. I'll see you like yeah. later. Right. Yeah. You know, because I think, yeah, that sort of like, I don't know, this is, I guess this is getting a little more philosophical in terms of like philosophy and like parent child relationships and stuff yeah. too. But like, I'm glad that you guys have jujitsu together right. that you right. can, like you said, but you literally just said this, which kind of triggered this in my head. You guys have this to talk about. Right. You know, you have this to relate to. You guys yeah. can roll together. Right. Either in class or, like, safely at home. Right. And I said safely because we don't condone just, like, random, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. But anyway, oh, my God, yeah. that's another topic. But anyway, but, like, you guys have this thing. Right. You know, so that, and you guys can all sort of grow in jujitsu together. Right. You know, because it's it's a little different than other activities. Right, exactly. And, um, yeah, so hopefully it kind of... I'm not to say that, like, teenagers won't have their moments where they just lock themselves in the room and just, like, play, you know, emo music or whatever. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, hopefully that's not, like, the everyday type of thing. Yeah. You know, maybe you guys, you know, can relate to each other. Relate to each other. And I don't, like, from uh, all the other various activities that they do, like basketball, I can't be as involved. Mm-hmm. I'll be sitting on the sideline cheering. Mm-hmm. And jujitsu, I'm on the mats with them. Mm-hmm. I'm on the mats at home. I'm on the mats in the gym. And then competition-wise, mm-hmm. I'm on the sidelines, but I know what to say. Exactly. I know what to do. Yeah. And things we can work on. I know the lingo. I know the vocab, like, what mm-hmm. they need to work on. So it's nice, you know, to okay. have that and everything. If that's all we talk about, at least we're talking, yeah, right, in exactly. that regard. Oh you know, gosh. no matter yeah. what they're going through, at least we're able to relate. And who knows, maybe th- that conversation leads to other conversations. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, I mean, Jiu-Jitsu would be one of those activities mm-hmm. compared to all the other activities that your kids will be in that you'll be able to relate to even if you come to class once a week right yeah which i'm telling you you'll start once a week you'll start going like three times a week and you're like <laughs> what's going on now you know that's and then eventually exact- you start wondering how you can fit your life around jiu-jitsu exactly. instead of fitting jiu into your life exactly <laughs> on sunday i'm sitting there looking at the schedule i'm like okay if i take this if i take this if i take this i'm like when did this start happening you it's, know like, it creeps up on you yeah. there's no like snap moment you know yeah. it creeps up on you and then eventually you really you finally when you kind of step back you're just like wait a minute what just happened what just yeah. happened <laughs> I, I was only taking like i remember i used to go to one class woman's um, jiu-jitsu and there weren't a lot of females coming to the Thursday class and I remember Coach Nene coming and saying you know you can take more than one class and I'm like well there's only one woman's class she's like you can take the other classes I'm like oh okay I had no idea and yeah. then I started going to the morning class yeah, that's where, that's I, where I, am. I am I'm like oh okay there's other girls there yeah. but they come at different times yeah. I had no idea <laughs> and then before you know it was the morning classes it was the evening classes and now um even to the point where I'm taking back-to-back classes and yeah. stuff, just to fit the schedule in. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly. So. And that's the thing, too, and that's part of also why, I mean, we tr- we're trying to grow the women's community, right. and that's also a big reason of why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place, number one, because I just like to talk, Yeah. and I, like, and I love jiu-jitsu, I like to talk about jiu-jitsu, but at the same time, it's like, maybe if I can put this out there right. and showcase 
what jujitsu is like for women and the fact that and have all of you ladies come right. on and like basically just share your story like we yeah. all come from different walks of life like some of us have kids some of us don't some of us have like some of us are in like the medical profession some of us are in like office professions yeah. some of us are in different professions yeah like, i'm in a teaching profession like yeah it just some of us don't have like some of us are retired yeah like it's just and some of us are college kids like yeah. it's just we're all from different walks of life right. and yet we're still here right. training together coming together and lifting each other up right and you know i kind of wanted to reach as many people as i could even you know it doesn't matter men or women on podcast land but especially women like to kind of speak to them to be like you know if you've been if you've been interested if you've been thinking oh i really want to but you know this yeah. or that or the other yeah those this doesn't have to be oh i want to but it could be oh i want to and yeah this and that and the other so like you know yes i have three kids and i'm busy and i want to train jujitsu yeah and i can figure out how to make it work right exactly. you know yeah. like i mean i know that we have a privilege of at our gracie baja we have a wide range of available classes right and i yeah. do want to recognize that not every school um not necessarily gracie baja school but like other jujitsu like organizations not every school has the wide range of class availability right. as we do yeah so I do want to acknowledge that. Like, maybe they only offer evening classes and people are just yeah. like, no, I work in the evening. That's not going to work. Yeah. Um, so I do want to put that out there. But at the same time, like, maybe listening to this can kind of, I don't know, give you hope that, like, okay, maybe I can, you know, find a friend or, like, yeah. maybe I can go on the weekend or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, it's just, you know, we're, there's more of us out there than you might think speaking to podcast land like there's yeah. more of us out there than you might think there's there's a lot more women who train i just maybe we just don't really we, we just don't know about each other right you know so that's part of what i wanted to do is like kind of close the gap and yeah. like bring us more in contact with each other right. in the community yeah you know i remember when gracie baja offered those self-defense classes mm. and i unfortunately i was only able to come to one but even coming like the two women that I was paired up with and stuff, I was just kind of asking them about their lifestyle. One was a cop. Mm-hmm. I think her husband is training with Gracie Baja. And I was trying to encourage her. I'm like, you're here taking self-defense classes and you pretty much know, and this is your life. Like, mm-hmm. you have to deal with people who come at times, close mm-hmm. contacts and stuff. It would be natural. Like, I wasn't trying to put pressure on her, but I'm yeah. like, this would be really helpful for you in yes. that regard. And then the friends she had was just a close friend mm-hmm. but I guess they go walking together and I'm like and she was saying if someone ever attacked me I would just throw her at them but I'm like what did you want to be like I know she was kidding but I was just saying I'm like if, if she joins you should join as well because then you guys yeah. have something to work on and exactly. stuff together and everything she's a cop you're a friend of her and stuff so it was nice to see like even from that background perspective and I'm still hoping they join mm-hmm. um me too. Right? In that yeah. regard. And a lot of the women who were coming, I don't know who you were working with and stuff, but I was hoping at least majority of those ladies would join. Yeah. Right? I was hoping so too because, they, I mean, doing those self-defense series uh, last month, like, I had the absolute best time. Right. Yeah. I had so much fun and right. I was so excited to see all the different all women the that came. Yeah. And there were women who came every single week and I was so happy. I was right. like, oh my God, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. I know. And I was really hoping that, like, 
they would join, you know, right. because if they can see the value in what we do yeah. and how it can benefit their lives, right. you know, I was hoping that they, and because we offer so many different types of classes, yeah. there's mornings, evenings, weekends, we right. have a variety. So I'm right. hoping that they can at least find, you know, one or two classes a week that fit their schedule. Right. Exactly. Um, Cause they all, they all really seemed into it. Exactly. And even when um, the techniques that we were learning and stuff, just for myself, just, defense perspective and everything I thought they were really good and I, I think they'll so too and the ladies that I was working at they liked it they yeah. said this seems like real life stuff it is real life yeah exactly and Practical. so and then so I'm hoping every time I see a, even a female who comes during the week just to watch mm-hmm. I'm like secretly hoping that they'll join <laughs> just yes. to see like come on yeah. like you should join you should come join um because well, we know the 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 amazing like transformation that it can give to people right. like we know the benefits we right. know what it's like and we want other people to experience that yeah so we're like please join yeah exactly <laughs> and i think for sure from gracie baha i haven't i mean i can't honestly say before gracie baha if i went to any other gyms just to check it out it was only because of the fact that you know my kids were there so mm-hmm. obviously just naturally kind of went um and joined gracie baha but even from that perspective alone if i did go to other gyms um, I have to say Gracie Baja has been pretty welcoming, mm-hmm. especially for ladies' perspective and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because, well, you're Stacy and I met you and I stayed, <laughs> but even the other coaches and um, all the other students that come, yeah. they're all very open. Very yeah. nice. And especially when it comes to training, you know, you're coming with like a white belt, no stripes, you have no idea what's going on and stuff, mm-hmm. and they'll go easy on you just yeah. so you can learn simple, basic moves exactly. initially, you know? And so I can't honestly say what it's like in the other gyms Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have the experience but just from a gracie baja experience it's been Mm -hmm. pretty good yeah you know yeah and like there there are a lot of times that i'm the only woman in the class but the guy just like you were saying everybody's so welcoming the guys that i train with right are really they're really good they're just, just amazing yeah like for example case in point so I am usually like the person who's like smiley, giggly, happy, whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm just kind of like that in real life anyway. Yeah. But I had really bad insomnia last week. I was okay. exhausted. I was walking around like a zombie. Okay. And so like on Monday I went to class. I was like, oh, I'm going to get out of the house and I don't have the energy for this. I was really subdued. Yeah. I was, I was just kind of there. I wasn't really smiling at anybody. I wasn't talking or saying anything. I wasn't really, I was not like myself. Yeah. Every single one of those guys, at one point or the other, during the, the class time, they came up to me and was like, are you all right? Oh. You don't seem like yourself. Right. Is everything okay? Or they would try to, like, you know, kind of, like, um, older brother tease a little bit, yeah. try to get me to smile, yeah. try to crack jokes, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. they, were, they were all looking out for me. Right. In, you know, in, in di- their different ways. Right, exactly. And that really meant a lot. Right. <laughs> you know? And, um... It kind of made me feel a little bit better about, because I really get self-conscious about my personality. Yeah. I think we've talked about this yeah. like, privately before, yeah. um, and I mean, I get really self-conscious about my personality. I'm, I'm very aware of the fact that I can come across as very annoying to people, and like, I don't want to be annoying to people, wow. but I also can't necessarily help how I am, so right. I have to just, like, accept it. Yeah. And so there are a lot of times where I feel like maybe I'm a little bit annoying to the guys, but then on a day like Monday, yeah. where I was not the way I normally am, they were all just like, what's the matter? What's wrong? Are you yeah. okay? 
you know, and they were all trying to get me to smile. They were all trying to get me to like kind of be back to my normal self. And so that made me feel like, okay, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, like, you know, and it's, that's another thing too, is like, I think a lot of times kind of circling this back around to, I guess, more of a relevant point is that I think a lot of times women are really scared to like go in when it's only men. Yeah. And I don't want to discount that feeling because yes, it is. It's, it is very nerve wracking. Just like, right. oh my God, how are these guys going to treat me? Yeah. But I just want to say like, that's part of if Like season one, episode two is how to find a jujitsu school. Yeah. Like if you kind of vet out and interview these different schools, you can yeah. find the ones where they cultivate a culture that is welcoming. Right. That they kind of st- like stamp the ego out, you know, yeah. or they don't let the ego persist. Right. And they, um, like you were saying, like they, they make people kind of adapt their training to different people. Like right. they're not like just smashing people, like, you know, pulling whatever, whatever, just because they can like, if you can find a school that's not doing all those crazy things, you can find a welcoming environment. You, you don't necessarily like, you don't need to be so nervous right? because they're going to treat you well. Right. You know, just like our school, like they right. treat us well. You yeah. Know? I mean, and, and we treat them well in return. Like I'm not going to be like, I'm a brown belt now. I'm not going to be like pulling all my crazy moves. on like a one strike white belt. Yeah. I'm trying to learn how to set spar. Like it's, yeah. but anyway, that's a different topic for another podcast. But, <laughs> But, like, but just, like, the, the female experience. Right. You know, like you were mentioning, like, coming yeah. in and, and being welcomed by everybody. Right. Especially the guys and stuff and everything. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I have to say from Gracie Baha, Donna Grove, and Naperville, all the guys have been very respectful. Um, and they've been very welcoming. And even when you are teamed with them, or sometimes when you do set sparring and you are told to go pick a partner, um... Honestly, like, it used to be intimidating for me to be like, okay, I'm a white belt, and there's, like, a blue belt sitting there, mm-hmm. and they're not going to make eye contact. But honestly, you make eye contact, you say hi, and you go work with them, and they're really good about it and stuff. Yeah. And no one looks at you and says, oh, my God, you're wasting my time, right, you know? Yeah. And they're very helpful in teaching you, and I have to say, majority of guys, all of the guys, actually, have been really good about that and stuff yeah. with the classes. So, honestly, at least Gracie Baja, Donna Scrove, and East Naperville has been like that. I can't say, honestly, for the other jams, I haven't had experience just to be on the fair side. Yeah. But I would definitely, if you are going to start, I would start here. You yeah, know? for sure. Right? Yeah, and I I mean, I think I said this in my first episode when I was talking about, like, myself, like, I've never trained anywhere else. Right. You know, but I'm, I feel really lucky that I kind of got it right on the first try. Yeah. You know, and so I know like, the things that I appreciate about our school and our culture and our environment are the things I would recommend other people to find. Right. You know, because as much as we want Gracie Baja school in every town, like, that doesn't exist yet. So if you don't have Gracie Baja, I mean, obviously, because we're Gracie Baja members, so we would recommend Gracie Baja, of course. Right. But if you don't have one, then go back listen to episode two like yeah, i tell you exactly. how to find a really find good a one like right. the, how to tell if they're legit like how to tell if they're gonna treat you well how to tell you know this kind of all that stuff right. exactly yeah and stuff i remember listening to your podcast um i was laughing about the hygiene because <laughs> you were like at one point you were like i'm literally gonna do a whole episode about that kalsu like, i know i literally you wouldn't think this has to be said but it does no you were like at one point just like 
just trust me, please take a shower. Like, yes! I can't believe you had to say that. I'm like, I have to say that either, you? but you have to say it. You're so dead on, like, straight face. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe she's saying that. I'm like, there's actually people out there who go train and don't shower. Like, how is this possible? But I was just laughing. But other than that, you were saying about when you go into a gym and you see, and you're sitting there in the silence, and then you actually join. Sometimes some of the gyms give you, like, a trial period mm-hmm. or a week and stuff, and you come yeah. train. I think the biggest also motivating is how the girls obviously teach you, but um, treat you, but also the male, mm-hmm. the one you train with, the one you work with, who are higher belts, or even just white belts, because, you know, as a white belt myself, spazzy, mm-hmm. um, so if you're working with another white belt who's a guy who's spazzy, and he's stronger than you, mm-hmm. there's a whole different level of strength and stuff, but all the guys that I worked with, with white belts and everything, mm-hmm. um, very good. Like, yeah. even though they're stronger than you and they know they can just come lay on you and that's the end of it and stuff, they yeah. don't, right? Because yeah. they're trying to evolve too exactly. and you're at the same level, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it, it really helps when, you know, you and your training partners are all sort of of the same mind Mindset. and like you guys yeah. have similar goals because like, we're, right. we're there to, to improve, right? you know, and that's... Again, like, I'm going to talk about this in season three reflections, but it's just, like, that's the mindset. is like, how can you improve if I'm just there beating you up the whole time? Right. Because how is that? You are my training partner. Right. I want to cultivate your skills yeah. so that you and I can yeah. improve our skills together. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, right. it, it, again, like, that's another episode. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. But anyway. Yeah. Um, one thing I also have to say, like, Professor Carlos, um, Usually at the end of class, he has a lot of stories and experiences that he shares. Mm-hmm. And one of the experiences he was telling is that he was working, he was, like, I guess traveling. And I might have the story a bit wrong. But mm-hmm. he was saying he was traveling and he was um, training with this one person. And this one person did the most simple move mm-hmm. and got him at the end, mm-hmm. right? And everything. And so the whole idea of him sharing that story was to tell him that, when you work with different people, you kind of end up either learning something new or going back to an old move that you didn't t- take, you know, really put focus on and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I guess from that perspective, coming and working with white belts or high, like if you go with the higher belt, you know you're trying to learn new mm-hmm. moves or trying to perfect a move. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think, oh, I'm working with the lower belt. I know more than them. Like if you come with that mindset, mm-hmm. but sometimes working with the lower white belt or someone who's below than you you end up practicing some move that they're learning mm-hmm. but it kind of helps improve you know the small kinks remember mm-hmm. like how many times we worked on a move and you have to work on it eight times and by the end of it you're tired of it mm-hmm. and i know in the women's classes we do when we learn a new move we drill it like eight times and you're like mm-hmm. saying like why are we doing this but sometimes coach nana and coach marissa will come and they're like well little tweaks mm-hmm. little tweaks makes a big difference it and really i know does. you do th- that really does. and i'm like yeah actually i didn't know that like you should grab the collar like this you should have mm-hmm. your fingers all the way up like little tweaks makes a big mm-hmm. difference so really maybe does. you have the move down but maybe you didn't have that little small thing so i think yeah you know well and that's another episode coming in season three is um basically talking about how everybody has something to offer right no matter what belt rank they are, they yeah. all have something to offer. Right. You know, no. I, I'm constantly learning from whoever I train with, everybody. Right. From white belts all the way up. Right. Everyone. Right. Because the, here's the thing, though, like kind of speaking on that, maybe I don't want to get too much into this, but like, it, they will help expose the holes in your game. Yeah. You know, holes maybe you didn't realize you had. 
Yeah. You know, so it's don't don't discount people just because they are a white belt. You know, right, like right. they will still have something to offer you. Right. And, you know, if you t- treat them as your training partners, they will develop into good training partners. Right. Like. <laughs> no, I honestly agree. Honestly, I agree. Like even last night, I went to class, did double classes, and then after no gi, um, someone came up to me and they're like, "I saw you doing this." And I noticed you do this all the time, so let me help you. And they gave me some, you know, tips on what to do. And honestly, after that, we were rolling and stuff, and I was practicing. I'm like, okay, it made a huge difference, right? Because it's some, you know, and that's another thing, too, is, like, being able to have people, like, see what you're doing um, as a third party instead of being in the moment and not really kind of realizing where opportunities are necessarily is really helpful, too. Right. You know? Right. Not to criticize you or not to put you down. Yeah, um, no. But, I mean, uh, we're not here to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or just even stay silent. Yeah. Like, they'll come up to you and they'll say, okay, I saw you doing this. Let me help you. Yeah. Like, it's in that and stuff. Yeah. And so I have to say, the coaches and also sometimes the training partner that you're working with or someone who's just watching you will help you and stuff. Yeah. And you can honestly, that's another thing. You can also go ask people. Sometimes when I'm working with someone and I know they're higher belt, I'll say, okay, this is what I did. What do you think? Do you think I'm doing it well and stuff? Mm-hmm. And most of the people that I work with, they're really nice about showing you, like, oh, you should work on this. I see you doing this. You can work on that. Mm-hmm. So it's nice, you know, to yeah. have that back and forth. Yeah, and and I'll if I know I'm working with a white belt who's really brand new and nervous, yeah, I will tell them, okay, so when I do this move, I, I'll tell them like your feedback is really important. Yeah. I need to know. If you feel the choke or if you just yes. feel a neck crank. Because yeah. if you feel a neck crank, that means I'm not doing it right. Right, exactly. You know, so I was like, yeah, I need you to tell me. Yeah. Where do you feel the pressure? Where do you not feel pressure? Like, what's, right. you know, that kind of thing. And then they're like, I can kind of see in their mind, they're like, oh, okay. You yeah. know, and yeah. then I feel like they're a lot more engaged. Instead right. of just like laying there like a piece of meat, you yeah. know. <laughs> well, because that's another thing too, is like yeah. beginners and like, because, you know, you're you're two years in. I'm seven years in at this point. But yeah. it's just, like, I feel like no matter how far in we get, we still remember what it's like in the beginning. To be, right, exactly. In, like, the first, like, couple, you know, month or two. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and I feel like I, that's sort of how I carry with me when I interact with, For sure. with any, you know, especially mm-hmm. white belts. Yeah. It's like, I remember what it was like. Yeah. And if I want these people to stick around... Yeah. Which I do. Yeah. You know, I want to help cultivate their confidence and help right. kind of show them the ropes. Right. Like, okay, so this is what's going to happen. Right. But also let them know it's okay to, like, tell me stuff. Like, I was like, right. I need your feedback. Like, right. do you feel the choke or do you not really feel it? Right. And, like, I need you to tell me so I can make the proper adjustments. Right. Exactly. You know? That's and I know. think I think that helps, too. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I should be doing that with every training partner. Right. Exactly. You know, but, like, the, the ones with more experience just tell me anyway. Like, yeah. they don't wait for me to ask. They're yeah. just like, oh, well, when you did this, it was like this. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. thanks for telling me. Now I need to know I need to adjust that. Right. You know, but in the beginning, you're too scared to say anything. Especially now, like, now that I'm a brown belt, I feel like people, I mean, people kind of regard me differently. Like, which is, I guess, a double-edged sword, but, like... Now I feel like if I work with white belts, I have to tell them, it's like, okay, I'm going to do this, and I need you to tell me what it feels like. Yeah. You know, because otherwise they don't want to tell me anything. Right. They're like, what can I tell you? I'm like, well, you can tell me how it felt. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I agree, honestly. I was working with someone who was, like I said, she was um, a teen and stuff and everything, and sometimes it's kind of like you can have your ego, and you can be like, oh, how, how come you're putting me with a teenager? You know I can take them down, and, or I'm going to hurt them, and 
But no, if your mindset comes in like you're trying to help them because you were in a position at some point in your life, mm-hmm. no matter where you started, you were there and someone was able to help you mm-hmm. to the point where seven years in, you're still coming, yeah. then you should be that person to them. Exactly. Stuff, you know? Exactly. And so, and help them and stuff. So when I was working with her, I told them, like, you have to tell me if I'm being too much. You have to tell me if you feel my jokes. I will tell you. So even to the point where she was like, I knew she was nervous and I've been there and you're trying to be this good training for her. Because mm-hmm. there's also this like pleasing aspect where you want to be a good partner for them yeah. so they don't get bored of you. And mm-hmm. I remember I used to get, go through that a lot. Um, and I can tell she was going. And I told her, I'm like, you don't need to be nervous. I'm not judging you. I'm trying to help you. And you can help me too. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not doing it correctly, don't tap me if you don't feel it. T- mm-hmm. Tell me. Or if I'm going too strong on you, tell me. Mm-hmm. I will lower it. And vice versa. Like, if she wasn't doing the move correctly, I'm like, okay, let's stop. Do this. I remember you used to do that with me, too. Like, okay, no, 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 do this. Like, Mm -hmm. it goes a long way for them to know the technique correctly, too. Because, yeah, they're working with you, but eventually they're going to be working with someone else who Mm -hmm. might not be as, you know, Mm -hmm. patient with them and stuff. So you don't want to also kind of, like, you know, screw them over to the point where, like, well, I worked with her, and she said it was fine. Like, she tapped on the first try. And then I'm trying to do it with this person. This person won't even tap. Yeah. Like, well, okay. I mean, you're kind of also being liable for that, right? Because yeah. you didn't yeah. work with them correctly. Exactly. So it's kind of a responsibility at the same time mm-hmm. when you're working with someone who's lower or even higher and stuff to do it properly and correctly mm-hmm. so they learn. So when they're working with someone else, they know they were working yeah. correctly. You know? Well, that goes back to the episode I did like a couple episodes ago. In real life, it's a couple episodes ago. In podcast life, it's going to be, like, last season. But anyway, um, basically talking about what a complete beginner can expect. And that's one of the things I I mentioned is basically, like, number one, beginners should always be paired with a higher belt than them. So you have more experience. Mm -hmm. Because one of you needs to know what you're doing. And then then at the same time, it's like they should be helping you practice proper technique to build proper muscle memory. Because it's easier to it's it's easier in the long run to learn it properly the first time than learn sloppy technique in the beginning and have to unlearn it and learn the proper way later. Right. You know, it's just it's hard it's much harder to do that. Right. So yeah, but I mean I, I also like I want you guys to be, you know, I want you guys to, like, be good. I want you guys yeah. to like jujitsu because I want you to see it for what it can be. Right. You know, and it's hard to see that in the beginning because it's really overwhelming, like, yeah. all this kind of stuff. But it's, you know, and I think that's maybe, and maybe I'm just projecting here, but, like, maybe that's something that, especially as women, we struggle with in the beginning is, like, it is really overwhelming. Yeah. And then also in, a, in such a... It's, it, well, I, I was going to say intimate, but I guess I guess it kind of can be sometimes, but, like, in such a sport like ours where we're, like, so close up in each other's business. Right. And then having a whole bunch of men yeah. telling us about, like, it's just really intimidating, especially yeah. for people, for women who have histories of sexual assault. Right. Having a man that close up in your personal business trying to help, like, and, it, you know, it's just, it's not the fault of the man or of the woman either. Like, it's nobody's fault, but it's just, like, with that kind of, like, past trauma, sometimes it's just nicer to have another woman. Right. Tell you about the techniques and to teaching you and, and yeah. working with you on this kind of stuff until you can get more comfortable right. to the point where you're able to work with the men. Right. Exactly. You know, and because, like, there's a lot of, like, anyway, I don't want to get into that right now, but, but basically, like, that's part of why I want to cultivate 
a positive environment and cultivate a, po- a community. Right. Like in real life, I know, I know we have our, our pink team in real life, but also like kind of online so that people can at least feel that they're not alone, that right. it's possible right. to have this kind of community of women. Right. And that there are women out there who train and who are here to lift them up. Right, exactly. You know? No, I honestly agree and stuff because I started with only doing the Thursday woman classes and stuff. And like you said, it was very like intimidating. I only want to work with females and stuff um just because oh if i work with a guy and we do these kind of moves i'm you know being so close and i don't know what their intent is and stuff but honestly it came to the point where like i started doing only the thursday classes and then i started taking the other classes and you you did work with the guys but you realize when you're rolling with them especially from jujitsu point um you're not thinking of be like, oh God, this guy looks really good. No, you're both sweaty. It yeah. stinks. No one's thinking yeah, about it. Nobody's thinking about that. He's thinking about what move he can do. Uh-huh. You're thinking about what move you can do. At the end of class, you all shake hands. Everyone says bye, and it's it. It's yeah. not. A, it's a respectable environment. It is very respectful. You know, it's yeah. nothing like no one's looking at each other and saying, "Wow, look at that girl's hair. Her hair is like all wet and sweaty." <laughs> like no one's thinking about that. Like it's there's nothing attractive going on on the mat. Yeah. No one looks good. Everyone's sweaty. Everyone's just honestly, you think like you always think like bad intent. Like I wonder what that guy is thinking. But no, no one is because that guy's thinking about the next jujitsu. Yeah, exactly. He wants to do. exactly. That guy's thinking about how best to choke you out. All right, like, exactly. That's what he's thinking about. He's trying to submit you, and you should be thinking the same. That guy's you thinking are. about how to get mount from side right. control. Like yeah. that's what he's thinking. I mean, about. every time I'm done, I'm like, oh god, I got submitted. So I'm thinking, what should I've done? Yeah. And that person ten to one is probably thinking the same he's thing. He's thinking the exact same, same thing. thing. That's exactly what those guys are thinking. Right. Or like they're going home and they're like looking at youtube videos for the next thing exactly it's just like yeah. the mind and, and honestly shifts like it whatever does. when you come to the mat and stuff and everything whatever you were thinking of before it literally goes out the window and the only thing you you're left leaving the class mm-hmm. is like okay we worked on this honestly when i'm done with class i'm thinking about all the moves we did the techniques and what and i have to work on and i'm telling you i'm pretty sure the guys are thinking the sa- same thing they're not thinking like oh that girl with the white pants on and the black rash guard <laughs> look how she looked like no one's thinking about nobody's because we all wear the same uniform we all exactly. look the same we're all dressed the same way and we all smell the same and we all smell, smell the, the same, same which is why you should wash your stuff exactly. and take a shower <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No. So, Kulsum, this has been an absolutely amazing cover. I've had so much fun. I could literally talk to you for like three more hours. <laughs> yeah. But that would be like a five part podcast. <laughs> so, are there any sort of like final thoughts that you want to leave for the women um, or anything that you want to just kind of like wrap up about like your personal journey with Jiu Jitsu? Honestly, I would say if you're thinking about it, even if you're contemplating, even if you're just curious and you come in for like any training gym and stuff, I would obviously recommend Gracie Bob, um, just to come try it. Just to yeah. come see it. Try with the first step. Come sit on the side of the class, watch it. Then if you want to take a bit longer to join, take a bit longer, but eventually try it. Mm-hmm. See it. Try one of the classes. Honestly, this is how I started. I, w- I honestly was not going to join. It was just more like, what is this? Okay, I'm looking at it. Okay, I'll think about it. Then, like, a couple of weeks later, I come, I join kickboxing. I'm doing kickboxing. Then I come to one of the classes. It, like, it literally was, like, a gradual step, and eventually it's to the point where, like, 
I don't want to say addicted, like, in a bad way, but it was addictive, yeah. right? Like, you started with yeah. one, and then you're, like, taking back-to-back classes, and then your whole life is being scheduled around. And it's not a bad thing, per se. It's been... Well, it's really, fun. It gives it's you the fun. Dope, It's dopamine. Exactly. It's, you want to keep doing more of it because you enjoy it. Right, exactly, and stuff and everything. And so, no matter what phase of your life, mom, single working, stress, whatever's going on and stuff, it helps in so many ways and stuff. I would honestly encourage it. And it fosters a lot of, like, female relationships, I have to say, and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I have to say, I haven't had that many female friends and stuff. So it's morally, like, school and other stuff and everything, but I guess I would call this a fun relationship. Yeah. If that makes any <laughs> sense. But so I'm always telling people you should come join. Be curious. Even if you're curious, come watch a class try a class and then see where it goes you know yeah who knows where it can take you exactly so that would be my final thoughts yay thank you so much for listening if you would like to connect with me while you wait for the next podcast episode find me on instagram at jujiteras podcast and at jujitera i'm also on facebook at jujiteras podcast you could also email me at jujiteraspodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support me in this podcast, you can visit me on Patreon at Jujiteras Podcast, where you get early ad-free access to all episodes plus some bonus content. You could also find me on buymeacoffee.com at Jujiteras Pod. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to rate and review. See you next time.